our mission is to uh, change uh, uh, the 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 problem about failure uh, around the world. You know, like uh, we we try to do that through organizing events uh, where people uh, talk about their professional failure. Hi, I am Charlie Simbron, and you are entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and here we are together again to shine the light or find the light in the darkness and prove this world isn't as effed up as we think it is. Language. Language is going to be a big part of today's show. If you have a problem with F-bombs being dropped, well, as my mother informed me over most of my childhood, too bad you'll survive. But in somewhat seriousness, this is your fair effing warning that today's episode contains multiple uses of the F word because, well, that's the name of the organization we're speaking with. Consider yourself warned. Now, the other thing today's show has in it is the return of my one and only ever co-host, Lisa. You may remember Lisa previously from our season two preview about a year ago, but more importantly, she is the brains behind our website. What website, you ask? WorldGoneGoodPodcast.com. See, like I got the little plug in there. Pretty smooth, huh? She's back with us today because she apparently likes to fuck things up. Isn't that right, Lisa? Um, only when it's convenient, just a little bit. Like yesterday. So let's watch you tell everybody what happened yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I was getting ready to record and I couldn't understand why it wasn't working. And it kept telling me to download Google Chrome and all this. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, you can't do this on your pod, on your um, iPad. <laughs> so, so I um, brought in my laptop today because I didn't have it with me yesterday. Well, this is magical because the system we use, she's right. We have to do it on our, our, our laptops because it's a better sound and it's not uh, compatible with our iPads or our phones. That's why you get to hear the good sound. Uh, but it's funny that this all happened because today's show is about fucking up. <laughs> and I knew when I did that yesterday, I, it would wind up in, in the show. <laughs> Congratulations. So let's talk about this. Our guest today is a group called Fuck Up Nights, and they celebrate failures, specifically professional failures. We're going to get to all that in a few minutes, but you are the one, you're here because you found them. Yeah. Um, I I saw an email years ago, and the name just caught my eye, and I'm like, what is this? And they were just having an event. Um nearby in my town and uh, i've been following them ever since just because uh, i i think it's a great concept this show is about embracing failure right so professionally speaking or personally speaking is there a failure that you fuck up with or fucked up with that you want to fucking share a quick one that comes to mind real easy one um i i manage a commercial property in Tampa. And I have this one uh, business park. It's got nine different buildings, multiple tenants. And um, we had a tenant that had 20% of the park that that uh, leased 20% of the park. And they eventually became the owner. And so, you know, it was interesting having them 
as a client, but also my tenant and that balancing act. Um, and at the time, they were our biggest client ever. Well, they, in addition to their 20% of the park, which is a lot of space, they um, they leased a little executive suite from us, which is like a single room. We're talking like $350 a month. They just you know wanted to receive packages or something. Um, so anyway, it came time for renewal and the, like the CFO sends me an email and said, Hey, we, uh, we just want to go month to month on this instead of signing a lease. So my response to my biggest client was, I'm sorry, we don't do leases less than 12 months. (laughs) Send. Um, (laughs) I think it was a little less direct than that, but I was like, um, yeah, that was basically the message I said, I sent. Well, let me just say, the odors hit the ceiling. I don't <laughs> I don't know what came over me. Like, these are people who are paying, you know, millions of dollars over years. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that $350 must be on a um, 12-month lease. So I don't know what I was thinking. It was very um, stressful at the time. I had to um, backpedal a lot and apologize. And I'm sorry I was, you know, um, on autopilot. (laughs) But it was at the time pretty rough. I was, it was a little uh, tense. But I got past it. And now it's funny. (laughs) All I heard and any of the listeners out there heard is that there's a space available for $350 a month. (laughs) No, not anymore. No, no, not anymore, exactly. Price has gone up. Price has gone up. <laughs> I was trying to think of like what my big professional failure has been. And the one that comes to mind, which is a really quick one I'll tell you, is I, I do marketing and promos and we put out these spots. And at the top of a spot, we have a, what's called a slate. And that tells you what's what promo is going to come next. And this is, you know, what we send out to all of the affiliates and all of the different network promos have a slate at the top. Well, I was working for a company and um, I was doing the producing of the offline and then there's an online and they're in charge of the slates. Well, I, no one told me you are also in charge of the slates in the online. So I didn't know that. Okay. So I had just gotten this job. It was a freelance job. And I, didn't pay attention at all to the slates. And apparently they were numbered wrong or colored wrong, but I did them wrong and they all went out. I I had never done that before, but also no one told me, <laughs> but I also didn't ask, right? So they all went out wrong. And then the person who hired me called me like screaming. And it's a friend of mine. This went out to 300 places. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's all wrong. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I was like, wait, what, what's, what's wrong? What did I fuck up? I, and, um, thankfully they let me finish that job for five more weeks and then they never hired me again. (laughs) It's still a very good friend of mine. And if that person's listening, I love you. And in my defense, yes, I fucked up, but you didn't ever tell me that I had to do that part or maybe you did. And I just wasn't fucking listening. (laughs) Is that something you've played over and over in your head? Um, when I see that person, every time I see fucking slates, fucking slates, fucking slates. <laughs> Today's guest is Charlie Zimbron, the curator, I think that's a good word for him, of Fuck Up Nights. 
And this is his fucked up story. This may be the most exciting show of my life because (laughs) the title of what Charlie does allows me to say my favorite word as much as humanly possible. But I want to clarify before we start, Charlie, you are from fuck up nights, not fucked up nights, meaning alcohol, drugs, rock and roll and sex. This is something, this is singular. We start wide on this show usually, and that's what I'm going to do if it's okay with you. And then we'll dive in. Here's the wide question to start with. And we're going to jump in from there. What is good about failing and fucking up? Well, I think it's um, uh, a lot of learnings about it uh, and also to change the paradigm about failure and understand that it's not necessarily like a, a bad thing in, 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 in your life. Uh, it could be like a, a, a moment of, as I said, learnings and, and also to... Uh, knowing yourself better and uh, understand what happened at a time of, of uh, analysis. And, and, and I think um, the, the best part of what we do is that, to, to try to, to tell the people that it's not the worst thing on the world. And that leads us to what you do. So we'd like you, Lisa and I, to tell everybody, what is it you do? Well, um, it's kind of, of tricky, but our mission is to uh, change uh, uh, the, the, the problem about failure uh, around the world. You know, like uh, we, we try to do that through organizing events uh, where people uh, talk about their professional failure. Um, and yeah, that basically it's a nice and fun evening where people, uh, talk about how they screw up. <laughs> and this is a live show. It's a live show. Yeah. Of course we record it. And after that we have videos and everything like you can see over and over how people fail, but, um, yeah, it's a live show. It's, uh, it's a combination between a conference and a stand-up comedy show. You know, it's like uh, in between and two and that, and that too. You're in 62 countries, 185 cities. Where was the first one? How did it start? Um, yeah, we are all around the world. Uh, we started in, in Mexico City uh, almost 10 years ago. This year we are uh, achieving to to that uh, milestone of 10 years uh yeah mexico city was the the place we began and how did you begin like did you get up and start with the idea were you one of the first people or did you put this together as as a theater project or was it more of a corporate project to get people to reveal something in a specific element of their job well, I I have to say that uh, it was like more like a serendipity project. Like we didn't plan uh, to to do this. Like we were in a barbecue, and you know, after a couple of mezcales and beers, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were kind of 
tipsy and you know when you are um, a little bit drunk uh, crazy ideas uh, came up and this one happened and we were like talking between friends and uh, those five friends in that moment now we are are, are the partners of the project uh, so it was as i said like uh, just uh, a eureka moment uh we discuss about failure. We were very political and we were very uh, young and, you know, like, yeah, with crazy ideas and, and that helps also. So it sounds like alcohol was involved <laughs> and a fucked up night brought about fuck up nights. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Like uh, one thing take to another, but yeah, it was more like a, uh, you know, when you are a little bit loose and you like uh, talk about uh, the things you are thinking without filters. And well, that happened that day. Of course, a couple of beers helps uh, to that. But uh, also we, we, we believe uh, and, and, and we believe now, but we, we feel in that moment that we were in a in a safe place, you know, with our friends and uh, with people that have similar way of thinking or 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 respect the other way of thinking of 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 the group um so that's why we we were we were very like happy to take this uh barbecue idea <laughs> to something else you know and and then well of course it evolved to what is now but in that moment was just like a fun moment for us every every month i think so many people out there have that dream um quit or resign from their job um where they you know walk out like norma ray from the movie um but Mm -hmm. i i actually have been that person i have i have some amazing quitting stories there are that are ridiculously like that should be in a movie and so that reminds me of this because I know that when we get together with our friends, we all start, you know, we have a couple of drinks. We all start, oh, I can top that story. I can top that story. So was that sort of happening with you and your group? Yeah, exactly. Like we were, we were a little bit bored about, you know, these crazy uh, keynotes, like, you know, with a lot of people and they're talking about their success. And in that moment, uh, Ted were like a big benchmark and reference for everyone that are were involved, like you know, in new creative and entrepreneurship projects. And and we are like we we love Ted also, but also that kind of 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 talks are uh, are very you know uh, the the usual suspect. You know, you you go there and you see you 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 listen what other people have to to say about success and what they're doing perfectly. And you feel like really, uh, <laughs> really far from that. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you don't have the reference. You, you feel like a little bit uh, loose in that moment. And we, we were tired of that <laughs> as, you know, young people. And we said like, what about, we talk about the opposite. And in that moment, everyone start talking about their their own failures or their own stories you know it was like automatic the the moment when when we said that like everyone were like yeah i have one i have one i have one 
And that was like a really nice conversation. Really, you know, you feel close. You feel really close to the people where that 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 are that were with us, like around around us. Um, and and yeah, it happens a little bit like that. Like everyone have a really sad or even fun story. That was a, a crazy thing about that night. That uh, the 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 first stories that we we listen also were fun. You know, like right, <laughs> right. Failure is fun too. So uh, that was a really good mix between between feelings after after the the stories. Because there's something connective in having an embarrassing moment or a disappointing moment or a moment that didn't work out with other humans where we go, oh, yes, like I can, I can empathize, I can feel toward that. Everyone have uh, that uh, embarrassing story. Uh, and, uh, uh, and also uh, it's, it's super relative, no? Like failure or, or success could be different for, for you or for me. But everyone have something about that about uh, a, a, a difficult moment in your life. Um, so yeah, that's why you empathize a lot. I noticed when I listened to um, the stories on YouTube that I expected because of the name for it to be like funny stories and all, you know. But quite a few of them are really serious and really emotional. And I've noticed, you know, that's. I mean, it really pulls me in. Sometimes, you know, you get choked up and you're like, wow, like that person shared that. Okay, I'm not alone. It's, um, I think it's just a great way to connect. It makes people vulnerable. And then you realize, all right, you know, this, this is this is how we connect as humans. Yeah, like uh, that's our first um, way to to connect with with the audience, like well, the speakers connect to the audience to, to be vulnerable and open. Uh, could be fun also, but it could be difficult and could be sad. And you know that uh, we are very um, we try to connect the audience with the story through the feelings of the speaker. And to share your feelings, you have to be vulnerable. So. That's our uh, one of our main values uh, inside the the company and also in the movement. So, yeah, like we, we understand that after that first night, you know, that we were like sharing something that we never shared before with anyone, uh, with a group of friends uh, in a barbecue. So, um, yeah, that's that's a difficult thing to do. But we felt in that moment really comfortable. So I think now we are tr trying to transmit that to everyone. So vulnerability is our, our best friend in this case. That's great. Yeah, that's totally interesting because we that vulnerability is the thing we're told not to have. That vulnerability is that we're supposed to be strong, especially in business. And we're supposed to have all the answers and be bold and do all these things. But some of the best things come from failing completely. And those are the stories we'd like to hear the most, really. I mean, you know, you want to hear somebody's personal thoughts and, and what they did, not just something that's scripted and has to be perfect and all that. You want it to be human. Success, it's difficult to happen. A failure, it's, a, it's, it's a, something that it's going to happen all the time, you know? So 
at the beginning we were a little bit afraid about about the concept uh, became old but now we understand that failure is forever you know like everyone <laughs> for, for every it's, it's forever for me for you and for it's universal you know in that way and and it's what we learn it's it's what we learn from it it's what grows out of it it's like it's it's great because you can just give up and say no that's it and walk away or you can say okay that didn't work now i know all the ways that that didn't work which means we got to go over here and make it work this way let's talk for a second cuz lisa just mentioned it the name itself mm-hmm. who came up with the name how drunk were you go <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know if you have ever drink mezcal but it's strong uh-huh um, You're so crazy. yeah, uh, yeah. We're kind of used to that here, but I think Mezcal was uh, a really good uh, like <laughs> help in that in that process. And one of our partners uh, used to study in in the U.S. We are all from Mexico, and he he lived in the U.S. for a for a while, and and he's kind of like a Spanglish, you know, mixed uh, <laughs> right. He's always like mixing the, the the languages, so I think he came up with it. Like uh, we were thinking about, we were like you know putting names just for fun because we were not planning to do something with it. You know, a project or a, a company or, or, or whatever. Like we were just like um, dropping names, and and he he's he say this one like, and we said like, oh that makes sense. You know, like. Because it's something also universal. Like if you translate that to Spanish or to French, you have a word that that works for that. Right. And it's 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 really universal in the same in the same way of failure is. So and it's easy and we're we're very influenced by by the U.S. culture in Mexico, um, and also it's a language that it's like popular everywhere. We were not thinking about that in that moment, but it helps. Uh, for the future of the project um and yeah uh, it comes like supernatural uh, as i said like serendipity project like everything comes out in in one moment in one night and after that like uh, we have everything solved almost <laughs> i think that name also gets attention <laughs> i'm sure it does um steven asked me he said, how did you learn about them? And I'm like, I don't remember. I just know I've been getting emails from them every month for a long time. So I started trying to backtrack and I figured out that I had gotten an email that an email in 2016 that said, fuck up nights, Tampa Bay. And I remember seeing that going, what is this? So it made me open it immediately. And that's how I learned about you guys and then signed up. You know, I wanted to know about it. So uh, I think the name is is a great name. Has it ever gotten you in trouble like, or, or caused any issues? <laughs> totally. Like, it's a strong name. But, but we didn't know that in that moment because we are not a native English speaker. Speakers, you know, like we didn't understand like how strong the word was for for the, or other countries like English English speaking countries. So in that moment, it was like, yeah, it it it's a good name. Let's use it. 
we didn't know we were, we were going to be global, you know? Right. <laughs> and also we had a lot of problems with the name. Like it's, uh, it's a statement for us, you know, like we didn't change it. A lot of people said like, you have to change the name because it's really strong. Of course and, I did. And <laughs> it's, it's really strong and you know, you're going to have troubles. And we said like, yeah, that's, that's failure. Failure is strong. You don't say like, oops, you know, you know, like you, you said something strong and, and difficult and, and we are that. And we, we kept the name. Um, one time in, uh, I was, tr- was traveling, uh, with my ex girlfriend that uh, it's, it, it, it's from the U S she's from the U S. Uh, and we were traveling, I don't know, to Dallas, I think I, I don't remember. And, and I had a, a, a t-shirt with my, with the logo in, in front, you know, and, and the people, uh, from the, from the plane, uh, asked me to take the t-shirt uh-huh. out. <laughs> and if, I, if I, if I didn't, like I have to be kicked out from, from the, from the airplane. And it was like kind of a tense moment. And I was trying to explain like, no, it's a good thing. It's a global thing. And, you know, like we're trying to change paradigms, you know, like all my pitch <laughs> during a tense moment in the, in the, in the, yeah, we are on the plane. And well, I said like, okay, I'm not going to win this one. So I put a, it was like super hot, you know, like I was dying. Of, it was super hot uh, and, and I have to put a sweater on, on it. So, yeah. Uh, that's one other one. We were, we were crossing the border from Mexico to Belize because we were going to, to do a, a retreat for the team there. And, and we, all, all of the team were wearing, you know, like fuck up t-shirt, t-shirts. Uh, and they asked us, we're like, why are you using that? What is that? Like, they were like, kind of. We, we, they thought we are like a sketchy group. <laughs> Welcome to America where you can run around with a gun and no one cares. But if you have the word fuck on you, everyone freaks out. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about your show for a second here because I find I love this. I did a show. I did another show because I do have a lot of theater myself. I did a show called Slideshow and I'm so proud of you because you have three to four speakers who are told to do seven minutes and have mm. 10 images. Why I love this so much is because anyone who's listening, who's ever been to Slideshow back in the early 2000s, anyone who ever was in Slideshow knows, what did I say? There were about eight of us in one night. You are limited to seven minutes and you are not to have more than 10 slides. <laughs> so what is the, what's the mindset behind that? We were very influenced by the formats in that back, back then. You know, like there were like different kind of formats of how to connect with audience and with people and uh, basically the the idea is to make it quick you know like tell a story without all the details that make us uh, you know when you are telling a story with a lot of details that you go around the story and you are actually not telling like the the truth or the real thing right and and, and we decided like yeah something something that it's quick and something that have like you know, this path to connect uh, with the story and not get loose. Do some of the images we see on behind or next to a speaker used to 
used as proof? I mean, is some of the stories so like, oh my God, I yeah. can't believe this. I have to visually see it. Cause that was what my, our show was kind of like. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like for example, a photo of that moment when you are trying to, I don't know, like create a startup and, and you are in the, in your room with your partner or whatever, like, yeah, it like illustrate the moment, but not you don't you don't have all the time that kind of of images so also we accept memes or you know kind of things that helps to connect with with the story and with the audience so it's basically we we don't like we don't like slides you know with with text or like we we don't recommend that we recommend like images that are uh, that's why it's because you are not like pitching uh, an, an, a project, you know, like you are telling a story. So how your storytelling could be helped by this, by the images. That's, that's the, that's the, the goal. And yeah, like, um, I, 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 I love how people, when, when they are, they practice or they prepare their, their, their slides, they remember new things from that story, you know, because they are like looking for photos or images in Facebook or in their, like in some lost files or whatever. And they remind a lot of things that are new for them in that moment or like take them back to the, uh, to the moment of, of, of the story of the, of, of the story where, so yeah, that's why we decided to do it in that way. Now, you also do private company. Um, what do you call them? Do you call them retreats? What do you call them? Or just gatherings? Like where you work with a company specifically? Where do you bring people in? Or do you encourage people in the company to tell their story? Yeah, the second one. Like both. We, we made both. But yeah, we, we name it private, event, private events. Uh, you know, it's like to recreate the... Um, the environment and the feeling of uh, fuck up nights that it's open to the public, but inside a company, um, because we notice that uh, a lot of um, decision makers inside companies or need, you know, their employees or their groups or their teams to become more. Uh, close to the idea of sharing mistakes and sharing uh, failed projects and sharing the real the real deal about what's happening inside the company. So uh, it's something that uh, it's basically a, a market <laughs> that we create and a market that we are like um, exploding in that sense, but also helps a lot to take the project to other level another place that we were not uh, reaching right so yeah we we um, try to have stories from inside you know uh, because uh, i think that's the best way to do it uh, to listen to your vp or to listen to your ceo or to listen to your even to your colleague uh, what what they have being passed through and, and and that's the best example to to share also so uh, sometimes we mix the speakers so people from inside and people from outside that are proof speakers that we know their stories and 
we know that are good for that that context or, or that environment. And also after that, like we we start uh, to create new formats. So we design workshops and we design uh, different courses and, and different kind of of uh, tools that help to create more like a failure culture inside inside the the company. That's fascinating because it's like the evolving of the fuck up. But it's also interesting to me because it's such like I worked for a huge corporation for 11 years, a very well-known corporation for 11 years. And there's no talk of failure there, my friends. That's not allowed. And it's it's so amazing to hear that companies can see the good in it. That's great. We have champions inside the, the companies because people understand that it's necessary not always the champions like are the decision makers so uh, it's crazy because a, a group is convinced they want to do it but you know the the sea levels sometimes are like no we are not prepared to do this or we 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 don't talk about that and yeah we we have also that that cases but most of the time if they open a little bit the door like we step the our foot and and, and we try to 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 make it loud you know like uh, to to convince them in a in a big way and we have some uh, success cases that 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 happened uh, uh, and we are very happy about it like to change the it, it's a way to change the system uh, or fuck up the system as we said uh, from, from inside yeah these company events that you do is um are they what have helped you grow globally? Like I'm trying to figure out how you went from a barbecue to 62 countries. Like how did that growth, you know, happen? Yeah, well, actually that, that was before the the, com- the corporation or the corporate uh, work we do right now. Like we start doing it in Mexico City for, uh, you know, three to six months and, a lot of people from other cities in Mexico uh, ask us, like, what do you think about taking this to, I don't know, Monterrey or Puebla or other other cities? And we were like, yeah, probably it's a good idea, but I don't have the time. And I, I don't know, like, we were not very focused on that in that moment. But one time, uh, uh, a journalist from a blog attended to the event and he think it was like a great idea and the blog was from spain and when he he went back to to spain he wrote about us in the blog that it's it's more like a you know like digital in that moment was a blog but was a digital news magazine or something and a lot of people were interested about that in spain so i think that was the big you know like jump to became international and after that like uh, a lot of people from europe start asking and more people from mexico and we didn't know what to do you know like we were planning to become to become global but in that moment we said like oh fuck like it's a real (laughs) thing we have a a big thing in our hands what are we going to do and we decide to take it serious and you know try to take it to another level it was super difficult because we didn't have experience on that and you know 
now we have a lot of rules and we have a, a, a contract and everything. Oh, poor, poor you. Your fuck up is successful. It's not a failure. <laughs> exactly. It's really parado paradoxical, you know, like it's really crazy. No, it totally goes against your whole, your whole being, your whole, your whole message, your whole, you know, everything you stand yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, but it's a way to try to convince other people that failure is good, but you to have success, it's, it's, a, it's a way to do it. Plus, you're like, what's the worst that can happen? If everything gets screws, screws up, it's another story for fuck up exactly. night. Exactly, you have just more material. Yeah, <laughs> well, I always say that our main goal is to disappear, you know, as a, as a company, we disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because if we disappear, we it says that like we make our our job good, you know, like we convince people to take a, a failure as a as a as a normal part of life or a normal a normal process of life. So yeah, we want to disappear. It's very full circle. It's very full circle. It's very full circle. Yeah. <laughs> We close these shows with three questions. Don't worry. You know all the answer. I say, fuck, see, fuck that up. We can add that. Don't worry. You know all the answers. Number one, the most important probably is where do people find you? Where do people find their fuck up night in their own town, country, city, wherever? I think the best way to do it is to go to fuckupnights.com. Oh, sorry. I'm going to say it again because I say it in Spanish. <laughs> Uh, I think the best way to do it is to go to fuckupnights.com. Now say it in Spanish. Go ahead. Fuckupnights.com. Nice. <laughs> You're going to find there um, a, a map of the world and you can find uh, what, con what cities you have in your country and you can find if you have a fuck up night or a next, next to you. So yeah, that's the best way to do it. And you're going to find there like a social media for your local chapter and a way to connect with the uh, local chapter representative that uh, we name fuck upper. So you're going to find your fuck upper. The final two questions uh, are, Whatever you want to say, you can go back to anything we've already talked about, anything you want to say. Question number one, actually two, see, we're all screwing up right, left and right. I love this show. Uh, who inspires you? Who inspires me? Um, you mean like a, a specific person or a specific? Whatever you like. I'm very inspired by, you know, like uh, movements, you know, by, by the crowd. Uh, I, I like um, how people organize themselves to create something something different, you know, like uh, art movements, music movements, as, uh, or or, or not have to it, it don't have to be huge, but small places that change the world or change their own worlds. Uh, I don't know. I'm inspired by that kind of thing. I'm very I love history, so I I like that kind of things in the history. So yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> it, it's yours to answer. That's great. It's yours to answer. The final question, which is not even a question. It's a statement for you to finish any way you like. This is how we close the show. Tell me something good. Uh, fuck up the system. <laughs> 
That is a good thing. I what I love most about this conversation we have is that Lisa knows this. I go in and clean these up so beautifully. These episodes, I take out every um, every uh, every you know, and like, and I take out all the glitches and the dogs barking and the cars reversing. But today, I don't have to take out anything because <laughs> that's the mission here, right? That's the mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we fuck it up. Yeah, totally. Thank you, Charlie, for sharing your good, and thank you, Lisa, for getting him on the show. Now, what are you going to go fuck up and be better in the process for doing so? Lisa, you know what to say next. Next time on World Gone Good. You're better than that. What? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) That's so rude. Next time on World Gone Good. Too late. Ah, screw you. I'm not the type of person to sit around and bitch and complain about something. I'm all about action. So we knew that we wanted to create the JTC list on the spot. The JTC list is now the largest database of women of color above and below the line. It stands for Joan Teresa Curtis. Those are my mother's initials. Cheryl L. Bedford looked at the employment situation for women of color in Hollywood, specifically by the numbers. And um, something big happened with that because she learned from her mother how to do it. She noticed something wasn't quite right. So she decided change should happen. She took action and became the driving force behind Women of Color Unite. Get ready to be inspired to take action yourself in our next oh-so-good new episode. Until then, be fucking good.